Hello, my friend. Welcome to Awaken the Extraordinary. My name is Christy. I'm your host. And I started this podcast because I was tired of living the life that I was living. I was surviving. I wasn't thriving. And I don't believe that any of us are put on this freaking earth to just survive, to just scrape by. I believe we are all extraordinary. I believe we need to believe that we are extraordinary before we can even begin living an extraordinary life. And once you start actually believing that you are awesome, that you are a total badass, I believe that is when shifts start happening in your life. And I believe part of those shifts come from you, yes, believing that you are a badass, but also being brave enough to look at yourself, to look at the life you're living, to look at your belief system, to look at your value system and ask yourself, is this really in alignment with who I believe myself to be? Is this really in alignment with who I want to be? And if it isn't, start summoning up that courage to ask the hard questions, to face sometimes the hard truth and begin living a life that feels right for you. I don't care if it doesn't align with all the crap that you're seeing on social media. What matters is that it's a life that feels good for you. And that's what this podcast is about. I'm so glad you're here. And let's get this party freaking started. Okay. Okay. Hello, my friend. Welcome. Uh, why do I say that? I say that in the intro. <laughs> Thanks for press and play. You may be regretting it right now, but that's okay. I am going to try to do this episode with zero edits. I try to edit out some of my, as my husband calls them, thoughtful pauses, but I don't know that I'm going to have an abundance of time to edit this. So I think like what I give you is what you're going to get. So with that being said, this is part two of my three-part series that I'm entitling No More Drama. Um, I don't know that that's actually accurate. I don't think there will never be any more drama in this little familial universe here, but uh, one can hope, right? So if you listen to part one, which was, let's see, let me pull it up. I don't know off the top of my head, which episode that was. So let me refresh my memory and yours. So if you listen to episode 115, it's called the one where she talks about her safe space being threatened. And to give you like super uber Cliff's notes version, basically what that means is that someone listened to my podcast didn't like what they heard. And because of that, I felt like my safe space, my safe space being this podcast had been compromised. I am very much me. I wear my heart on my sleeve when I'm recording these episodes and it is where I really feel free to share what's on my heart to share what's on my mind. And I know, I mean, like with anything that you put out into the world, you are putting yourself out there. So there is always 
the opportunity for people to give you feedback, unsolicited feedback, to say nice things, to say mean things. There is always going to be an opportunity when you put yourself out there for people to misunderstand you, for things to be taken out of context. And a lot of that happened. But what I didn't expect is for all of that to happen within my family. And as I shared in the last episode, no one in my family has ever asked me a single question about my podcast. No one has asked me why I started it. No one has asked me what it was about. And if they had asked me, then maybe they wouldn't have listened. (laughs) But no one asked me, and I really don't know where the curiosity came from to suddenly listen to my podcast like a year and a half after I started it. Um, nevertheless, someone listened, didn't like what they heard, I think misinterpreted what they heard, and then reported back to another member of my family. And then I got backlash. Uh, I say I felt bamboozled and that's just kind of the, the best term because I was so completely caught off guard. And this episode is really about that. You know, I talked about the safe space being threatened and the choice that I made to do what I've been doing this whole time to not filter things. I am mindful about what I say. I don't say things here that I wouldn't say to someone's face or that I haven't already said to someone's face. And I realize that sounds very confrontational. Sorry, my taking off my rings and it fell on my desk and was a little noisier than I anticipated. Um, I'm not confrontational, but I am very matter of fact. And I'm a strong believer in expressing like, how you feel about something because people aren't going to know often unless you share that with them. Like changes can't be made. It's kind of like the whole performance review process at your job. Like unless you know, like how you're meeting expectations or exceeding expectations, or, you know, there the focus areas or opportunities for improvement. I'm doing air quotes here. Like you don't, you don't know. And so if something is awry, in a relationship, I believe communication is key. So if someone asks for my opinion, or if something bothers me, I will most of the time, like tell you what I'm thinking. And I decided that my podcast is going to continue to be that space because you and I, if this is not your first time listening Thank you for continuing to listen. And we have established a relationship. And I pride myself in being honest about things. And my intent is to maybe help you through something similar in your life or give you support and encouragement if you feel alone. Like if you feel like you were the only one feeling a certain way, I want you to know that you're not because I know 
how lonely that space can be when you are struggling to get through something and it feels like nobody understands. Like you feel like you're the bad guy because you feel a certain way. And maybe knowing that someone else has experienced that or is currently experiencing that, maybe it makes you feel like less of a bad guy or maybe it feels like, hey, there's another bad guy, but there's still that sense of community, right? (laughs) It's positive. And so that has always been like my intention here in sharing whatever I share. So if you haven't listened, that is really kind of the gist of what that episode was about. And it was my sister that listened to the podcast. And again, I have no clue what prompted her, what prompted that curiosity with her. And we have never been incredibly close. I mean, we've never been remotely close. We've had moments, um, but I would say like at the most... 20% of our relationship has been nice and sisterly and the other 80% has been like drama or just indifference. And I'm not saying that that's all her, um, but that's what our relationship has just been. She is my older sister. She is um, about nine years older than me. And yeah. And uh, what happened was I was calling my dad to give him an update on my son. And we were supposed to be going to visit my dad in Arizona, like in a few days. And so I called my dad to give him an update on my son uh, because my son was having some dental issues And as I'm saying this, like my heart is beating kind of fast because I don't know if my sister's going to listen, like she and I aren't speaking. It's just, it's just a weird feeling to have. Um, But I want to be true to myself and honor what I said I would do. So when I called my dad, the tone of his voice was very odd. And so when I asked him what was wrong, um, basically like, there was some stuff that I think like he was kind of wrestling with and he didn't know how to address it. And instantly I felt like a kid who was in trouble. I knew by the word choice and the tone and the cadence of his speech, I knew that whatever he was wrestling with, whatever he was upset about had to do with me and something that I had done. And I was very confused because I, I I don't live near my dad and my sister. I live really far away and I hadn't seen them in like six or seven weeks. And so I was like, what in the hell like could I have done? And it was, it was a feeling I haven't felt in years. Um, You know, my mom and I had a pretty tumultuous relationship at times. And so I was accustomed to feeling that way with her. Um, But after I expressed how I felt in a letter 
and we didn't speak for an extended period of time. When we did start speaking again, the the dynamics of the relationship has shifted. And so the way that she interacted with me previously was no longer the way she interacted with me. So that feeling of someone being mad at me, like one of my parents being mad at me, I hadn't felt it in like five years. Yeah. Five years. And I feel like that almost sounds kind of ridiculous too, as a 45 year old woman, but that's, that's the truth. And so I was like trying to think about like what I could have done because I'm like, okay, my mom passed away in the latter part of March. Um, once I got home at the beginning of April, I checked in with my dad every day. I called him or I texted him. If he sounded like he was having a rough day, I would have my husband call him not maybe to check on him, but just to like kind of bullshit and try to get his mind off of things. And so I was like, what in the hell did I do? And so I was like, okay. And he kind of went through a laundry list of things. One of the first was that, you know, I kept my child from having a relationship with my mother, which was not true. And so I, you know, gave him the floor and allowed him to say what he needed to say about that. And then I responded with facts and I, you know, I responded to every single thing that he said with fact, basically to me, kind of proving my argument that none of that was actually factually true. and. Then something came up about my sister and my sister being upset with me because I did not make an effort to coordinate, you know, my visit with her. And, you know, I, I'm sharing all of this with you because I want you to see um, what I experienced and how I responded, because if you were dealing with any sort of similar situation, it's okay to stand up for yourself, especially if like what people are saying isn't accurate or is kind of coming at you from like a combative place. Um, so when that was brought up with me, I said, okay, well, Nobody communicated to me that that was my responsibility. I had assumed that because I am uprooting my family, I am uprooting basically my office and transporting it to Arizona. We are driving 19 hours. We're taking a three-day trip. My sister already knows the dates because I've communicated them to you as our father, I wasn't aware that that was also my responsibility in coordinating that with her. I said, no one communicated that to me. If someone had, sure, I would have been more than happy to do that. Like, that's fine. I said, but nobody communicated that to me. So there you go. Like, whatever. And I said, but the last time I checked, my sister had a phone had hands, had thumbs. 
She also could have called and texted. I don't really see why she had to make this an issue with you. Nevertheless, yeah, if someone had communicated that that was the expectation of me, yeah, I would have done that. So then the, the last thing was, you know, an acknowledgement that as parents, maybe sometimes the best decisions weren't made. And there were a lot of things that were handled very, very poorly. Um, very bad things that were very traumatic for me. Um, but also as parents, like we're not going to do everything right. There were things that they did very, very wrong. And then there were things that were just like, okay, like normal parent, like missteps, you know? Um, and so, I mean, I appreciated that acknowledgement, but then it came out like there, it was not appreciated that I shared a lot of this in a public forum. And I was very confused. <laughs> I was very confused. And I asked what he meant. And so it came out that it was my podcast. And I was like, oh, I said, who listens to my podcast? And he said, well, someone in the family. And I said, oh, I go, wow. I said, I had no idea that anyone in the family listened to the podcast because no one has shown an inkling of interest in the podcast, like zero. And it was then mentioned that I, you know, I talk about it all the time. And I said, well, that's actually not true. I've mentioned it a few times in person and maybe I've shared it a few times on Facebook. I'm like, but that's factually inaccurate. Like I don't talk about it all the time. And I was told how he felt and I just listened. And it was very interesting to be sitting there and just listening. And, and I did feel like all of the heat that I typically feel when I, when I am being attacked. Um, but I just let him talk and I, and, and most of my responses were like, okay, I understand. Okay. And it wasn't like bullshit that was coming out of my mouth. Like I did understand why he felt that way. And then I said, well, I'd like to say something. I said, you know, I understand like how this may look to you. And I said, but it has never been my intention to have a podcast just to talk shit about my family. And it's never been my intention to hurt somebody. I understand that simply because that is not my intention, it doesn't mean that I don't hurt someone, or it doesn't mean that I won't hurt someone, but I do believe intention matters. And that is not my intention in the podcast. My intention with the podcast is to help other people by sharing my story. And my story is my experiences from my perspective. And I said, and I have every right to share that with whomever I want, because my experiences 
have shaped me into the person that I am today. They shaped me into the person I was as a 10-year-old child. They shaped me into the person that I was that was drinking all the time because I needed to like quiet my mind and I tried to forget all of the things that were causing me pain. And I didn't say that with him, but I'm saying that to you. And I said, so I understand how you feel, but I also know that I am coming from a well-intentioned place. And if you don't understand that, you don't understand that. And it's not my job to make you understand. And I said, there are certain things that I do not share. But to me, everything else, it's my experience. And I have a right to tell it. And this is to you, not not my dad, but if it was my intention to hurt somebody in the family, I would ensure that they saw whatever episode I wanted them to see. And I said, you know, I don't always talk about family stuff. You know, I, I talk, I've shared like a terrible date. I share a lot about like my experiences as a mom, but your family, especially like as a kid and growing up, your family plays a huge part in how you develop as a person and how you perceive the world and how you perceive yourself. And as a mom, it also made me reflect on my experiences as a child differently. It made me reflect on my experiences as a daughter differently. And I've learned. And so the things that I've learned are, are the different levels of awareness that I have. If I can share that with other people, I want to do that. And in sharing that with other people, I kind of have to give them some background. And I do have opinions about my, my experiences and I have every right to share them. And I understand if that hurts you. And I understand if you're not okay with that, I get it. But I'm also not going to apologize for sharing my experiences with others. Because again, I know what my intention is. And if, if you don't understand that, like, it's not my job to make you understand. And it was tense. Like it was, it was very tense. And it, it was like a 15 minute conversation. And I said, look, like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to come visit, you know, um, between you and me, you as the listener, I I already am living in a situation where I don't feel like I'm respected, where I don't feel wanted, where I don't feel comfortable. And I was not about to pack all my shit up and drive 19 hours over the course of three days to spend two weeks somewhere where I felt the same way. Like, I just wasn't going to do that. So 
he said he understood. And I was just like, okay. And at that point I was like, I'm not calling him. Like, I'm sorry for what he's going through in terms of grieving my mom. And I'm sorry that he's hurt right now. He did lash out at me. There was nothing that was like, hey, this was reported to me. I've not listened to the podcast. Like, can you help me understand what your sister may be talking about? And I'd probably say, like, I don't freaking know, like, how she got some of this stuff, but whatever. Because apparently, like, my sister was hurt listening to the podcast. My sister felt like I was keeping my child from my mother, which was not true. And that's about all I know. Like, seriously, I have no idea. I did send a text message to my sister. Um and said, look, because I told my dad I would, I didn't want to, but I said, fine, I'll do this. I sent a text message to her after my dad and I got off the phone actually. And I said, it was very, very like dry. And I just said, wasn't aware anyone listened to the podcast. If you want to talk, let me know. And oh, by the way, like, I'm not going to Arizona. That was it. And I've not received a single response. And that's fine because I wasn't expecting it. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And, uh, I was pretty upset. Um, because again, like I felt bamboozled. I, I was just calling to update my dad on, on my kid's medical status and to also tell him about the meeting that we went to the night before about his new school. And, you know, cause I, I'm trying to involve my dad in things, um, so that he feels involved and he feels included because we can't be there, you know? And I just wasn't expecting that. And so my husband overheard the conversation and talked to me and I just, I just lost it. And I felt almost kind of violated um, because again, I didn't know that anyone in my family listened to the podcast. Like, I don't know how she knew what it was called. I mean, I guess like, yes, she could have seen something on Facebook that I posted ages ago. I'm just so curious as to what prompted the curiosity for her to be like, hey, like, let's listen to Chris's podcast. Like, I have no clue. And so I filled my husband in on everything and he was pretty upset. I mean, my husband, granted, you know, we were on a break like Ross and Rachel for about four and a half years, but for 19 years, he's been in my life in some capacity and, you know, in and out during that four and a half year period. So he has seen a lot of things. He has also experienced certain things 
He's listened to the podcast, some of them. Like he knows me. And so, of course, that was a really long day that I had at work. Um, I was in the office until about like 8.30 that night and had talked to my dad around 10 a.m. And I was just like, I just do not want to, <laughs> like, I just don't have the emotional energy to do anything that I need to do. So then I talked to my husband a little bit later and he's like, I talked to your dad. And I really appreciated that because I didn't ask him to do it. But he said, you know, he's like, I kind of set him straight on a lot of things, on a lot of things about you, the podcast, your sister, your relationship with your sister. Like I set him straight. And most importantly, like to my husband, he's like, I set him straight on you not keeping Milo from your mother. And I reminded him of certain things that had happened, you know, years ago, like back in 2018 and 2019. And, uh, he's like, I think you should expect a call from him, you know? And so then my dad like called and texted, but I was, I was busy. And so I said, you know, I'll just talk to you tomorrow. And so I, I gave him a call and, um, it was, it was a really good conversation. Uh, you know, I, I shared a lot about my experiences as my sister's sister. I shared a lot about my experiences as my mother's daughter. And there were certain things that he didn't know. And I said, I understand. I said, there's no way you can know everything. I said, but just because you don't know something doesn't mean that it's not true. Just because you didn't know something doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It doesn't mean that it wasn't my experience. And I told him, I said, I don't want a relationship with my sister. These are all the reasons why. These are all the times that I tried. Here are all of my experiences. Here are the repeated attempts to try to like get things back on track. Here are examples of me sharing how I felt about certain things. Here are the times that like, I basically feel like I got kicked in the teeth and I'm done trying. And I don't like her. I get that she's my sister. She's not someone I would choose to have as a friend. Maybe she, she is this wonderful person to other people, but how I have seen her be with like me and other people that's just not someone I would choose to have in my life. Again, this doesn't mean that she's a terrible person. It just means that the traits and the value system that she has, it just doesn't align with me. And that's okay because not all siblings get along. And I said, and in terms of the podcast, I said, I'm not going to stop doing it because it's actually like really helpful for me 
I have certain realizations when I share my stories with you that I I don't often have. I'm not scripted. I know what I'm going to talk about and I hit record and I talk. I don't like being planned. And, you know, if I'm interviewing someone, I may have a few questions jotted down. But again, my intention, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, is for you to feel like you're sitting down with a friend and they're just doing the majority or all of the talking. That's what I want this to be. And, you know, I told my dad, I said, you know, I've gotten messages from people. Like, I just don't talk about my family. Like, yes, my family is a big part of stuff because again, I mean, they're your family unit, whatever, whoever is like around you, your first seven years of life, like they have such a huge impact on your development and who you grow into as an adult. And again, like the way you see the world. And I said, so how can I not talk about that? Like, I'm not here to talk about movies or TV shows or organic eating. Like that is not what my podcast is about. Like, this is what I feel called to talk about. And a part of that is sharing about my experiences and whether you agree with them or not, those are my experiences. Whether you think I should be talking about them or not, they're my experiences and I have a right to tell them. You know, I don't have millions and millions of people listening. Like I am not the royal family. I am not the Kardashians. I don't think the average person has a ton of interest in me because the average person doesn't really know I exist. But for the people that do know I exist, that do have an interest in me and the things that I talk about, this is how I feel called to help them. And I said, you know, I, I have had people write into me about how my episode about dropping the towel at the community pool when I'm wearing a bathing suit, like how that spoke to them and how that encouraged them. I had someone after I had, um, Kat Landcouch on the podcast talking about Crohn's disease, I had someone email me and say, thank you so much for having her on because of that conversation, it's encouraged me to prioritize my health. I have people when I share episodes about my parenting and my experiences with my son, I have people message me saying that they feel the same way and they kind of feel alone. Or I have a friend that is like, this is what we're trying to do as teachers. And it's really nice to know that there are parents out there that, that have a similar philosophy. And so what it tells me is I'm making a difference. Even if it's just one person, I'm making a difference. And I feel like that's what we all want, right? Like we all want to leave our mark in the world in a way that is unique to us. And so I said, I understand that you might not like what I'm doing, but I'm going to continue doing it because these are my stories to tell. And, you know, if someone wants to write a book and like, if my sister wanted to start a podcast and say, like, let's talk shit about my sister, then she could do that. Like, 
I really don't care. Those that's her perspective, her experiences. Like, do would doubt the validity of a lot of that, but how she perceives me and our relationship is how she perceives me and our relationship and whatever. I don't care. If I knew she had a podcast like that, I probably wouldn't listen to it. I wouldn't listen to it. Um, but that's why I do what I do. And that's what I told my dad. And, you know, he's like, well, I have no interest. And I said, and that's fine. You know, like, I am not expecting you to listen to it. Like, if you wanted to, I would give you the disclaimer that, yeah, there's probably going to be some stuff in here that isn't going to make you happy. It's not going to feel good. And I'm sorry for that. But my experiences are my experiences. And I told him, I said, you know, we didn't, we didn't grow up in the most serene of households. Like we all lived in the same house. We all know that is true. And I said, I was a seven-year-old kid, like hearing you guys yell and scream at each other. And if I was seven, my sister was 16. So she was probably out working. And if she was home, I don't remember her ever comforting me. It's not to say that she didn't. I just don't remember it if it happened. And I said, how do you think that felt? Like being in that type of environment and having to navigate how I was feeling, like how scared I was, like all by myself. You know, I said, we've never talked about that, but just because we didn't talk about it, like it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I wasn't impacted by it. All it means is like, we've never talked about it, you know, and he made a comment about me being like more sensitive and feeling things more deeply than he realized. And that blew my mind because I was like, wow, that is one of the things that I think most people know about me that, you know, who really know me is how deeply I feel things and how sensitive I am. And for my dad to say that, I felt like he really didn't know me. And so that was like a really odd feeling, you know? So things ended okay. Um, I told him, you know, I appreciated the opportunity to talk to him. And um, we ended up going there. I didn't hear from my sister, didn't see her. I'm totally, totally fine with that. Um, and then on the way home, I think it was the way home. <laughs> Maybe it was the way there. My husband and I listened to the podcast episodes that I think my sister listened to. Um, like, I don't know for sure, but I know that there were a couple of Mother's Day episodes that I, you know, that I would published. One was like republished republish from last year. And then there was a new one, you know, that I had posted this year. And we listened to those and I'm like, these are the ones I think she listened to. And I don't know how she got that from this, you know, how things could completely be misinterpreted or twisted. It, I'm just like, I don't know. 
because how I feel, like that's what I say. And I realize that it's not my job to convince someone else that the story of my life isn't actually the story of my life. And it's also not my job to justify like my telling my story or silence telling my story so that someone else is comfortable. And, you know, there's this little kind of like snarky part of me that's like, if you don't want me to tell the story, then don't give me a story to tell. I mean, I can make stories out of everything, you know, but I'm just like, this is my life and I have a right to tell it. And I had seen something online a few weeks ago um, about Drew Barrymore and she was talking about her relationship with her mom. And I mean, it was a kind of strange statement. Like, I mean, we, most of us know that like they have had a, a tumultuous relationship. Um, I believe like she financially supports her mother in spite of everything And she made a comment about being envious. I am not going to get this 100% accurate because I I didn't write it down. I saw it months ago or a few weeks ago. Um, But it was about being like envious of her friends whose moms had passed because they just passed. They didn't, I think, have like, maybe this complication of wanting to have that mother-daughter relationship and I think knowing that you could never have it or knowing that like the dynamics are never going to allow that to happen. So I guess it's kind of the same thing, but it was just a weird statement about like being jealous that her friends had lost of her friends who had lost their moms. I just thought that was a really weird statement to make. I mean, just to be honest, but that's how she felt. Right. So, I mean, if that's how she feels, that's how she feels. And she said it. And there was someone who commented on it and this, and they said, you know, this is why I am so glad I didn't procreate. Like it's this ungratefulness and blah, blah, blah. Like she just went off to talk about like how Drew was like so disrespectful and so unappreciative. And I I do to some degree understand where that person is coming from too. But I'm like, just because someone gives birth to us doesn't mean that we have to be grateful to them. Like it doesn't, you know, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're just kind of going along for the ride, so to speak. And it sounds like she kind of had a shitty childhood. Like she had a hard childhood. So yeah, while that's kind of a strange comment, like maybe have a little bit of compassion for what she experienced as a child and also realize that like sometimes we don't always say the right thing. And if you're like a celebrity, I feel like you saying the wrong thing the or, or saying something the wrong way, like that's just going to be out there forever. 
you know, like you're not given the grace of just being human and just flubbing things up, you know? So when I read that comment, it also had me like reflect on, you know, what, what I share about my family and I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I don't love them. It just means that I didn't always have the best experiences and no matter what, I have a right to how I feel. I have a right to tell my stories and I have a right to share them if I feel like they may help somebody else. And it's never to bash anybody. It's just, this is what I experienced. This is what I felt about it. This is what I learned about it. And that's it. And if it helps you, great. If it made you appreciate the fact that maybe you didn't have an experience like that, great. I mean, that's why you have these people that have experienced trauma um, and, and not even like, you know, like let's say not emotional abuse or physical abuse, but these people that like, let's say have experienced some sort of hardship or challenge, like that's, and then they, they work through it. And then once they're on their, on the other side, they go and they talk to people about it. You know, you talk to, like you would talk to Holocaust victims or Holocaust survivors, sorry, Holocaust survivors. You talk to survivors of rape. There's something to be gained from the pain. There's something to be learned through, like working through that. And just because someone's upset about you telling your story doesn't mean you shouldn't be telling it. And I think we all have varying degrees on what we're comfortable sharing. And that's all okay. I'm sharing this with you because I know you have stories to tell. And if someone is trying to bully you or make you feel bad for sharing any of them, Listen to your heart. Do what your heart is telling you to do. If your heart is telling you, share your story anyway. And whether they like it or they don't like it, it's not your job to worry about that. Like I said, there are certain things I do not share. But there's a lot that I do. And the thing is, these things that I don't talk about, they've really impacted me, like really impacted me, but I don't share them out of respect for my family 
out of respect for the people that could be really hurt and devastated. But to me, the other stuff, I'm like, it is what it is. And I have a right to share anything that's happened to me, anything that I've experienced. I have a right to share that because it helps me. And it's my hope that it'll help somebody else. And you sharing your stories, whether it's something that you work through at work, what if you were like harassed by your manager and you worked through that? Like, I don't know, like maybe you went to human resources and this guy got fired or girl, woman, you know, like this person, whoever was doing the harassing got terminated because they were doing this to you. And maybe they were even doing it to other people. Like you could share that. Being in an abusive relationship. I mean, I was in one. I shared about that because I want other people to kind of see what those like neon signs are before they get in to something that they may regret. So if I can take my pain and make it a lesson and then I can help somebody else, I want to do that. So if you have been feeling like you want to do that with something that you have experienced, do it. Like, like I said, I'm not sharing every little detail about things. There are things that are just going to remain private. But the rest of this stuff, like I said, it's it's kind of fair game. And um, I encourage you to exercise as much discretion as you feel is necessary in terms of choosing what you share and choosing what you don't share. Your experiences from your perspective are your story. You have the right to share whatever story you want to share unless you've signed like an NDA. (laughs) Then maybe don't do it. Especially if your intentions are good. If you want to help others, Share your story. You have a right to it. And encourage others to share yours or to share theirs. I mean, maybe we need more people speaking up about the stuff that they experience so we feel less alone. So we see that other people have worked through things and that encourages and inspires us to summon up the courage to work through those types of things for ourselves. I feel like we learn the most through storytelling. I mean, social media is a form of storytelling. Sitting with someone over coffee and hearing about their life and how maybe they approach something like that storytelling songs or storytelling. What would the world be like if people didn't share their stories? Like, I don't know. I feel like it would be pretty boring. So share your story, share it with courage, share it knowing 
you have the right to tell it. No one else has the right to tell your story. No one has the right to tell you not to tell your story. They just don't. And I think, you know, there are certain stories that we all have that we're not going to share. And that's fine. But if there's been something that's like been on your heart and on your mind and you want to share that, do it. If it really feels right to you and you know you're coming from like a well-intentioned place, do it. Because someone's going to benefit from hearing your story. And even if it doesn't directly impact them, maybe they know someone who's experiencing something similar to what you've experienced and they can share that with them or they can connect the two of you. Or maybe just listening to someone's story about something helps you feel more connected to them. Maybe it's someone you thought you had nothing in common with, but then they share this story and you just feel this, this insane level of like compassion and empathy. And you're like, you know what? I, I feel closer to this person because they shared this with me. Like maybe get a new friend out of it. And maybe it encourages you to share something about yourself that maybe you haven't shared with many people. And then you have like a new friend. I believe storytelling cultivates a sense of connection and community. I believe storytelling empowers us to believe in ourselves. I believe telling our stories gets us comfortable with being uncomfortable. Maybe there's something we feel shame about, but the more we tell a story, the more we realize that maybe we're not alone. Like maybe other people have done this and I'm not this awful person I thought I was because these are decent, kind people and they've done this too. And maybe just a bad decision doesn't mean that I'm a bad person because these people aren't bad people. They just made a bad decision. I mean, we all have so many stories and some of them are the same, but many of them are different. And I think we can all learn from each other. And I think the way that we do that is through sharing our stories. And like I said, many times throughout this podcast, your stories are yours. Unless you signed an NDA or someone has bought the rights to your story. Shout it from the rooftops if that's what you want to do. It doesn't mean that you may not experience backlash, but if you are confident in your intention, if you are confident in your why, 
I think it's really easier to stand your ground if someone's challenging you, if someone's trying to silence you. It's easier to keep that megaphone in your hand when you know that you are coming from a well-intentioned place. So that is my story about telling your story. If this resonated with you in any way, I would love to know. You can send me a message on Instagram at it's actually Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I. You can also send me an email at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I at awakentheextraordinary.com. If you have a story that you would like to share with me on the podcast, I would love to have you. Again, you can send me a message on Instagram. You can send me an email and we will get that scheduled. It takes a lot of courage to be ourselves. It takes a lot of courage to stand our ground when other people are trying to pull it out from underneath us. But you can do it. You have the right to do it and you can do it. Believe in yourself. Believe in your right to tell your story because it is your story to tell. Thanks for being here. And as always, my friend, stay kind, stay compassionate, and stay curious with yourself and others. And I'll talk with you soon.